Good morning, Christ Center. It's Monday, September 25th, and we are now in week three of our journey through the book of John. As always, let's start by taking a, a moment of silence as we invite the Holy Spirit to join us. This is Zach Seaborn. Today's reading comes from John 3:22 through 30. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John was also baptizing at Anon near Salim, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and, ba- and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now, for a dis- now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourself bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom, the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him, rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. We haven't seen John the Baptist since chapter one, but John was a really big deal before Jesus showed up. He was a strange figure with a a wild streak as long as his ratty beard and dreadlocks. And that description is in the deep Greek, you guys. Just trust me. People came from miles away to uh, to hear John teach about the coming Messiah. So what did they see in him? Well... John was probably an Essene, uh, meaning he was part of a community that was uh, obsessed with the preservation of Scripture. So he probably had lots of wisdom and scriptural understanding. And that wild streak I mentioned, well, that probably made for some pretty dramatic teachings. Everyone wanted to travel out into the wilderness to hear this guy speak. I mean, there were scribes and Pharisees and zealots and tax collectors, Roman soldiers, even Herod himself came out to see John incognito. He was a a big fan, apparently. John was reaching spiritual rock star status when Jesus showed up in chapter 1. And now in this passage, we see that John's fame is quickly fading. His own disciples have left him in favor of Jesus of Nazareth, and one of his current disciples seems frantic about the whole situation. Look, his disciple says to John, pointing over at Jesus, everyone's leaving you and going to him. Now, I suspect John responded with a smile on his face and and maybe even a little tear in his eye. He says, this joy of mine is now complete. In his mind, the shrinking crowds, that equaled success. And I think we need more of John's attitude in our lives today. Because it's easy to get lost pondering our own identity. Even when we're doing something wonderful for God, we can get caught up in the role that we're playing. Are are we serving well enough? Are, Are we... Managing our influence well. Are we, are we making an impact? 
John didn't care about any of that. Rather, he aspired to obscurity. John's concern was never for himself. He, he just wanted people to see Jesus. <laughs> Even his own biggest fans, he just wanted them to see Jesus. John's unconcerned shrug is a beautiful example of what Tim Keller, the late great Tim Keller, called the freedom of self-forgetfulness. That is, when we stop thinking of ourselves and point people to Christ, that's true freedom. That's true success. He must increase, John says, but I must decrease. Let's pray. Jesus, help us to forget ourselves in the same way that John forgot himself and pointed others to you. Help us to decrease, Jesus. We ask you to increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. We will see you tomorrow.